oh, I get so excited when uh, I get the opportunity to bring the word of the Lord again to you. And, and in this new year, um, I'm excited for what God has for us. Jeff shared with you a uh, happy new year in Spanish. Um, can you help me with that again, Jeff? Feliz Año Nuevo, and I shared with you in Cantonese, uh, and one more in Hawaiian, right? Everybody know what it is in Hawaiian? Haoli Makahiki Ho. Okay, I'm going to teach you again. Everybody say, Haoli Makahiki Ho. Very good. Now, turn to the people next to you and greet them with either Feliz uh, Año Nuevo Año or Sunnin Phylok or... Uh, how Oli Makahikyo. Just wish the people around you. Or you can just say Happy New Year. <laughs> well, I, I share all of these different ways to say Happy New Year because we are an international church, right? I mean, um, part of the message today, you'll hear from people that have gone on an amazing, life-changing mission trip over uh, between the days of Christmas and New Year, and I'm excited for you to hear about that. But I was handed, uh, uh, not a note, but just whispered in my ear that today is Randy's birthday, and so, Randy, we want to wish you a happy birthday. I also know today uh, is... uh, is uh, Naomi Hewer's birthday, but um, unfortunately, I don't know if she's here today because she wasn't feeling so well. If you see Randy after the service, make sure you give him a big hug and not only say Happy New Year, but Happy Birthday as well, too. So God bless you. And Randy, did you bring cake for all of us? Yeah, you did, right? Okay, there's cake for all of us to celebrate for that. Um, one more note. If you have your, your uh, smartphone with us, with you here, or if you're watching online and you have your smartphone with you and you want to open it up to the YouVersion Bible app, our church now is registered there. And if you scroll through the events page, you can click on events and our passage, um, our church uh, and the outline of today's message will pop up there and you can actually take notes on your phone. But if you also have your Bible, please bring your Bible to church because that's always a great thing to do. <laughs> so, with that, uh, the children, you're going to stay in the service today. I know, I know. You're like, ah. Oh. But I, I want you to know that it's very intentional that we have you here because I have something important to say to our children today. And what I share with you is something important for the whole church to hear. You see, this year... As we move forward into 2023, I want to focus on three things. We're going to do a lot of different things, but there are really three things that I really want to focus on in my message and my sermons. As we progress through the year, um, part of my hope for our church is the culture that we create as Mission Church will become what I pray is what God is leading my heart towards. And I'm going to share that in just a minute. Um, and there's three things that I think will lead us and help us to get there. First thing I want to focus in on is the content of what we're going to be preaching on for the next few months. And after we came out of uh, Advent, looking at the Christology of Jesus in Luke chapter 2, I thought it would be so great to journey with Jesus, which is what the series is going to be called now, Journey with Jesus from Advent to Easter. 
And, and we'll just chronicle Christ all from the, from the very beginning, since we already did that in Advent, and we'll just carry it on through Easter and journey with Jesus in that way. And, uh, and, and in, in Luke chapter 2, um, we looked at the passage where the angel proclaimed to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And we've looked at pretty in-depth understanding Jesus as Savior and as Messiah and as Lord. And I want to continue this journey with you to, 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 from the manger to the cross. And, and let's, let's continue on to focus in on, on Christ in this new year. The second thing I want to do and I want to focus on um, is the mission of our church. We've, we've been talking a lot about it, but I dare say there just might be a few people in the church that don't, haven't memorized this, the, the mission of our church yet. If you have your bulletin, and I, I got one with me right here, it's on the front page of the bulletin, so you never have to worry about forgetting what the mission is. It's in the three circles right here. Authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. And it's one thing to memorize the mission of the church, and I hope you all do. It's another thing to live it out daily, on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Because the mission of our church is really why this place exists. Why are we here? We are here to authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. That's who we are. If we don't know what that mission is, we can never live it out. So, through this entire year, we're going to be talking about what that mission is. How do we live it out? It's so important. And um, today, also, in the message, you're going to hear a couple of people share with you their experience of the family mission trip, which, to me, embraces the mission of our church perfectly, of authentically loving God, humbly serving others, and intentionally sharing Christ. And they're going to share from that perspective, through that lens, their experience with you over the past week. And so uh, that's the second thing I want to do. And the third thing that I really want to do throughout the whole year, and kids, this is where you come in. This is important for you. The third thing I want to focus on is one of the strengths of our church. And one of the strengths of our church is that we are an intergenerational church. We are a healthy intergenerational church. That's a strong, that's a, that's a great strength to have. Yes, more people should applaud when I say that. <laughs> we are a healthy intergenerational church. And I want to live into that. I don't want to just be one. I want to take advantage of the fact that we have the, the children in our church are so important. And, and, and we, every church will tell you that, right? Every, there's a slogan that we all used to say. Our kids are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. But we do nothing about it, right? I want to be very intentional having our kids in the service. I've said this many times. Lucas, the reason you're here in this service, and, and Ben and Zach and all the other children here, is because we want to model for you what our faith looks like. 
We want you to grow up seeing mom and dad, uncle and aunts, right? The people of our church. How do we worship? How, how do we respond to God's word? Because I think that if you see us do that authentically, then that's going to be something that you want to live into as well. So, people in the church, we have a great responsibility to live into, to live into our faith, what our mission is. Who are we? Because every time we do that, when we come to worship, when we sing, if this is our posture when we sing, our kids are going to grow up and do the exact same thing. If when we hear the sermon and we go, I know who that message is for. (laughs) Our kids are going to say the same thing and not take it to heart for themselves. I want to live into the fact that we are a healthy intergenerational church. Adults, I want us to be the models for our children. And children, I want you to see the models of how we are as a church. You're going to hear a lot more about that and how we will live into that. But in today's sermon, I'm going to try and incorporate all three of these things together. Okay? And so, um, where's Cooper? Cooper, are you ready? Grab the microphone, come up here and join me. I have asked Cooper to read today's passage of scripture. It comes from uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. You ready, Cooper? All right, go ahead. In the beginning the, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Throughout, without him nothing was made that, was, that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. Thank you. When we talk about Jesus, we see Jesus as Savior, as Messiah, and Lord. We, we see that well. What we don't normally do is we don't normally attribute creator and ascribe creation to who Jesus is. In our Christology, we don't often say Jesus is our creator. But when we read the passage of Scripture today, we find that he is. And that's so important for us to be founded on the understanding of who Jesus is. He's he's not only there to do things for us as Savior and Messiah and Lord. But the foundation that we build our faith upon is to understand who Jesus truly is. And a part of our Christology needs to be that we understand that creation was made through Jesus. Nothing that has been made was made without Him. And that is why We're going to journey with Jesus in this sermon series from Advent to Easter, from the manger to the cross. This is the reason we look to Jesus as Savior, as Messiah, and as Lord. And this is the reason why we take Jesus to be the example of who we live our lives like. 
to be Christ-like. And the Apostle Paul puts it in, in this way, which helps me to wrap my, my arms around this understanding, this Christology of Jesus as creator. Listen to what Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 20 say. Hear the word of the Lord. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in all things hold, uh, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. There's another Christological message that we can come back to. That Christ is the head of why we gather. He is the head of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead. So that in everything he may have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile himself to all things. Whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus is our creator. As creator, he, was, he made all things, and all things were made through him for him, for his glory. So that when we come together and we worship, can I just tell you, when we, when we sing, would you mean every single word of what you're singing? Because we have just one audience, and that is the audience of one, Jesus. He is the supremacy of all things. We point to him because he is the head of the church. And if we fail to recognize him as such, then we fall short in how we honor and glorify him. That's why it's so important to know who Christ is and the Christology that we form as we grow in him. This passage of scripture right here also embodies the mission of our church so beautifully. This passage helps us to know why we ought to authentically love God. He is the creator, the head of the church. This passage of scripture helps us to understand why we are called to humbly serve one another because that's the example Jesus left us. This, even though he was the creator, he didn't come to be served but to serve others and he leaves us this example because he was the one reconciling people to himself, making things right between us and God. And that is also why we intentionally share and something that embodies our mission statement is the family mission trip, as I said once before. And, and I've invited a few people who I got a chance to interact with and talk with and hear from. This is the important part. And hear from. So with those three, with Josh and Becca and Sherry, will you come? And, and as I talked to them throughout this time um, when we were together and heard from them, the things that they said 
spoke to me. And I said, the church needs to hear what they have to say through their own experience of going to the family mission trip, some for years, some for the first time. So we have a, a mix of, of uh, a different perspectives. And, um, and would you open your heart to hear, uh, and through the lens of our, our mission statement, of how authentically loving God came through, humbly serving one another and intentionally sharing Christ. This is, by the way, this is Josh Thurman. Yep. Hi, I'm Josh. So this was my like 17th year on the trip. I've been going my whole life, so it's um, definitely a part of who I am. And when Gordon asked me to share, I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I have to tie it in with the mission statement, and mine is authentically loving God. So I thought, well, we build a house, give a people a place to stay. You know, we do VBS. We teach the kids about Jesus. Is that authentically loving God? Yes, but when I thought about it, just like I dug deep and I just thought it's within me. It's scooping down to knowing Jesus. It's having him in my heart. It's kind of trusting him in a way because the chip's not easy. For those of you who haven't gone, you live in the basement of a church. You take a shower. You don't know if the water's going to be hot or cold. You get three meals a day. You know, it's, it's cold. It's rainy. Like it's not... It's not like a resort. It's hard work. You're sore. But it's so much fun because it's so filling. And it, in my opinion, it's when you're authentically loving God, it's putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Just like Jesus when he washed the servant's feet. No one asked him to do that. No one's asking us to go down to Mexico to help. But it's out of like the, I don't know, like the love in your heart for Jesus, the, the need to like go serve, to help our neighbors down south. And that's what I think of as the mission trip. And um, this year was something special. I, I don't know what it was. It, like, cause I, like I said, I've gone so much, but every year it changes. And every year I learn something new. And this year was just so much fun because we had a family drive all the way from Arizona, got to connect with their daughters, with the parents. And it was just so much fun working with the Allens, with the Langstrats, who have been going for so long. And just seeing us all authentically love God together. It was just something so cool for me. And then last thing I'm going to say is I truly love the mission trip, especially like now. Like it's because I get to um, make the decision to go. My parents this year were like, are you going to go? Are you not going to go? Because most of my life I was like, you're going to Mexico. But, <laughs> but now I'm at that age where it's like my choice. And it was so cool to like be like, no, I, I want to do this. I want to leave San Diego. I want to give up surfing for a week. I want to give up hanging out with my friends to go down and serve. And it was just so cool that it was like my first year being like, I want to do this. And then Gordon being down there is just, I don't know if you guys know Gordon the way I know Gordon. I, he is so much fun in Mexico. And it's just so cool seeing your pastor down there and just making jokes, working hard, seeing his, like just everything. It was so much fun seeing him. I learned from him how to authentically love God in different ways. Our discipleship at night, he was in my family group, and it was just so much fun. And I hope if you guys are thinking about going, you should definitely go next year. Hi, I'm Becca Allen, and there was just a family picture up there. But my husband and I took our three kids this year to Mexico on the family mission trip. And last year, I remember hearing about it and a little bit too late in the planning and it was like well Christmas plans had already been planned and we were seeing extended family over that time and we just couldn't quite make it work and I was like next year we're gonna go next year 
And this year, we made it happen. It's crazy. It's, you know, you're, you're getting kind of done with Christmas and all the extended family gatherings and all of that family time. And we decided this year, as a family, we are going to make the effort and actually kind of fit in the family missions trip. And it fully changed how I see the church. It's more of a family now. I, when I went down there, I didn't know probably at least half of the people. Like I walked in and I was like, I don't know hardly anybody. I mean, I, I recognize some faces, but I don't actually know them. And I think what made it so impactful for me was that Jeff and I have both been on missions trips before, but we have never taken all the kids with us to go serve together and to have a common goal as we are going to build a house for a family that doesn't have one, um, to give them warmth in the rain because it rained while we were there, to provide a necessary need in their, in their family and to be the light of Jesus for this family. Something that I didn't expect because I knew we were going down to serve, right? We're building a house. This is what, what the goal was. What I didn't expect was to see the church humbly serve each other and our family. So in building the house, like you learn all sorts of new things. Like in my daily life, I do not build houses. Like that's not none of my family. Like that's not what we do. But I saw the church step in and people like Josh, who have been there for like 17 years, showed my kids how to hammer the, um, put the roof on the, you know, the plywood on top of the roof and nail it in every so often and then how to do the rolled paper and how to do the tar and how to sift. There's a picture of them, the kids sifting. Sifting to be able to then make the stucco to then put it on the house and all the steps and all the process. I mean, I could probably go through and list, there was almost 40 people there and I could probably say an example of every single person humbly serving each other without argument, without just out of the joy of their hearts, teaching our kids how to live like Christ. And I just was so impacted by that. Um, and on kind of to close, on the way home, we were talking about memorable moments and what the kids really like doing and building in the house. And something that just kind of stuck with me was my son on the way home was like, Mom, we just kind of gave up a little bit of our free time, and we made a house for a family that didn't have one. And there's so many things that we can fill our, our days and our times with, and it was just really impactful to be like, you know what, we took out a few days of our crazy schedule and we made it happen, but you know what, we impacted the family in an awesome way, but more importantly, like, or not more importantly, but in another side benefit is that our family was impacted. And now when I see, you know, the, the members that went down on the family missions trip here at church, like we are so much more connected and my kids are so much more connected because of seeing everybody live out this process. Hi, I'm Sherry Langstrat, and our family has been going down to this trip since 2008, and I will tell you that um, it's at an inconvenient time, and people started talking about this and saying, Langstrat, you should go on this trip. No, that's between Christmas and New Year's. That's our family time. That's John's family time with his family, and so someone invited us, and someone else invited us, and they kept saying, you would love this. You should go. You should go. You come with us. 
So we have been going ever since, and I'm going to be the first one, if you haven't been invited, to say, you should come with us. It's an inconvenient time, but it, we didn't jump on the first person that invited us. We didn't think that was a great idea, but let me be the first. And, and consider yourself invited and start thinking about it, because the first year that we went, um, Jenny and DJ were 10 and 12, and they said, can we do this till we leave for college? Oof. Yes, we can. And they did it. DJ's out of college. He's still with us and going on this trip. So it matters. Um, he wanted me to talk about the intentionally sharing Christ part of this. And as we plan to go each year, you know, you got to tell your bosses or whoever that you're not coming to work and uh, make plans for someone to pick up your paper or whatever it is. And um, a lot of people know, hey, I'm not going to be here this week, and why? And, oh, your family's so nice to go on this trip. And I say, it's a perfect opportunity to intentionally share Christ. We are not that nice of a family. Um, <laughs> this is part of uh, the continuation. So I tell them, we are Christians, and this is part of the continuation of celebrating Christmas for us. And um, I say, you know, the wise men, when Jesus was born... They left months before and started traveling, and they brought really good gifts to Jesus. And it wasn't some cheesy thing that they threw at Jesus. And I said, for a lot of us, and not just our family, but the other people that come too, a lot of us give up a week of pay. Um, we pay to go. We sleep on concrete. We have showers that will either scald you or freeze you and never any, anywhere in the middle. Um, and we come back with jacked up backs and sore muscles, and it's a good gift that we bring. It's not an inexpensive gift, but it's part of our Christian faith, and it changes someone else's life down there because we took the time to give up five days of our life. And for us, that's an expression of our faith. And that leads into all kinds of other wonderful conversations. And that's just when we're planning to go. Um, so we finally get there, and um, one of the things that our team does is we set up vacation Bible school every single day uh, that, the, that the construction is happening. There's also a vacation Bible school happening, and that's so intentional so that the kids in every neighborhood that we go hear about creation, and they hear about the Christmas story, and they hear about Jesus dying and rising again um, for them. We want them to know Jesus, so we intentionally take that time to share Christ. Um, and then, finally, we complete the house, and we are able to do what we call a key ceremony. And we hand over the keys to the house, but it's not just that. Um, we give them gifts this year. The quilters from Mission uh, made quilts and prayed for them, and we're able to present that to them um, and we also read scripture, and we often talk about building the foundation of the house on a good foundation, because it's a good foundation down there, and, but also our lives and how we can build our foundation of our lives on Jesus. Um, and that's just such a beautiful thing to talk about that and to be able to pray for them and intentionally share Christ, not just giving them a place to be out of the rain. Um, and then when we come back in the evenings, every evening we have a worship time together. 
And so not only are we sharing with our community before we go and the neighborhood kids and the family, we're sharing Christ with each other. There's a worship time where we sing. Um, we, someone in, from the group talks each night, um, a different person each night typically, um, just a challenging message from the Bible. And then we break into groups. We call them family groups. And it's just four or five groups. And we have discussion questions and we pray for each other. And that, too, is such an intentional time, not just to help those poor people down there. But every year that we go, there's someone that would not claim to be a believer. Um, there's someone that's not following Jesus very closely. There's, in our midst, there's a lot of that. And if you're not a believer and you want to go, you want to invite your neighbor, fine. It, that's fine. It's a safe place. But they will hear about Jesus. And they will hear those of us that know Jesus talk about him and struggle with some questions that are never very easy. Um, and so we intentionally share Christ. And then there's the orange vest. I got challenged to wear this up here first thing, but this is going to be going up. It's good, right? So each night, um, the team leaders um, get together and they present one or two or sometimes three orange vests for their group. And it's someone that's gone the extra mile, someone that's worked their tail off, some, some way that someone has really excelled that day. And it, what it does, it gives them the um, fast pass to get up to the front of the line for meals and to take those uh, lovely showers. And, but mostly it's just a recognition that they did something great. Um, and they always say, this could go to every single person every day, and it's really true. But I wanted to tell you about the orange vest because I want to invite you to be one of the orange vest people this year in intentionally sharing Christ. So it takes a little bit of planning. You know, it's very rare that an opportunity just presents itself. But I want to encourage you guys to pray about Lord, will you help me to intentionally share Christ and to be one of those people that, you know, intentionally makes, you know, comes to the Lord and says, will you open up opportunities for me? Um, there's a lot of people that do a lot of good, but if you can intentionally share Christ, you got the orange vest. So. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Becca. Thank you, Josh. I could have asked any one of the people who went on the trip to come up here and share. And they would have shared from their heart and shared with you the exact same thing. This is what I hope you heard. I hope you heard that this trip is very inconvenient. I hope you heard that there's a lot of work that goes on. And by the end, you'll be sore and you'll be tired. You'll be exhausted. Because serving Christ is not easy. If, if serving Christ made it, if, if serving Christ is comfortable for you, you may not be serving Christ the right way. What we do at the family mission trip is cold showers, sleeping on a hard floor, something that you never do. And, if, if, and, and I'm not, I've got to be very careful here. 
I'm not trying to guilt anybody into going. (laughs) But what I am trying to say to you is that if you do choose to go, your life will never be the same. You're going to give of yourself in such an amazing way. You're going to return changed, tired, used by God. And you're going to build significant intergenerational relationships with the children of our church that go, with the young adults that have gone forever, who were children at one time, learned all of the skills of putting doors and windows in that I learned from JD, going up on the roof, tarring, all that. I learned. I've gone now three family mission trips and a slab pour and a a stucco day. I've gone five times. And every time I go, I'm, I'm a better man for it. So this is just an invitation for you to live into the mission of our church, to authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. I'm going to invite the worship team. If you would come here, come up and join me. And as, as, as we close today, I just want to breathe a prayer for 2023. And then I'm gonna, uh, we're going to sing the doxology and Barry's going to um, give us a benediction. But would you bow your heads? And if you're sitting next to a loved one, I invite you just to reach out and grab a hold of their hand, a sign of unity. And, uh, and if, I hope everyone in the church is a loved one to you. So you don't have to be family members. Um, because we're all a part of God's family. Amen? Amen. Kelly, come here. (laughs) Father in heaven, thank you so much that we serve you. And Lord God, thank you so much for this new year ahead of us. A year of great opportunity. A year of great potential. A year, Lord God, where as we stand at the very beginning, our prayer is, Lord God, will you lead us? And as you lead, we will go. We will follow you. Our commitment is to journey with you. And so, Lord God, I pray that you help lead us to journey with you well. Lord, move us out of those areas of comfort in our lives so that we can be used by you. Help us, Lord God, to live our lives as wonderful examples as we follow your example and use your example to share with those who are behind, who come up behind us our children our young adults our teens and lord let us be a church that authentically loves you humbly serves one another and intentionally shares you with all people we pray this in jesus name amen <laughs>